0: Welcome to the NPL Sunday Night Show, powered by the Brisbane
1: Football Review.
2: Pasquale De Vita, Pasquale De Vita to win the Grand Final for Gold Coast Knights! It's two goals to nil!
0: Hosted by Scott Owen.
2: Well,
3: firstly, what a surprise Adam goes through a game at Moreton Bay.
0: And Adam Pace. Yeah, wars have awesome been start Driving ball in, and another free-kick goal doubles Olympic's advantage. And it is Kazan Muller once again. That wonderful left foot.
1: Your weekly NPL recap starts now.
3: Welcome to the NPL signage here on the Brisbane Footballers Scott as usual. There, Adam, our new and improved introduction there featuring the voice of the Queensland Football Simon Smale. A very nice addition to the show. How are you, Adam?
0: I'm good. It's, uh, we must have uh, hit the jackpot in our production values. A new, a new intro and everything. We'll yes, we would give That's credit to off.
3: James for putting that together for us there, but it was a very nice new intro for those there who may have noticed it.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's good. A uh, new fresh intro, and let's hope we've got some new fresh ideas, you know, on a big weekend of football.
3: No, no new fresh ideas, absolutely not. None of that. We're the same old rubbish from us for the next half an hour or so on the show tonight. We catch up with the head coach of what may you know, Cam Miller, the assistant coach of. Brisbane City, Luke DeVere and the head coach of Gold Coast Nights, Scott McDonald. So we'll hear from them later. But we'll start with the NPL men's competition. Adam in the game, which we covered on Sunday evening on our social media platforms. The final game of the round, as it turned out, between Brisbane City and Morton Bay United. A two-all draw between the two sides. Matt Thurtell gave Brisbane City the lead early on, before a brace from Marquez Walters, just before the halftime break, gave Morton Bay the lead. And it looked like they were going to hold on before a 92nd minute equaliser from William Dent earned Brisbane City a point, Adam, which I know we joke about you being the mayor of Moreton Bay and all the rest of it, but on the balance of play, given that City had a goal ruled out and they hit the crossbar with Daniel Bowles' free kick, they a draw is the least they deserved out of this game.
0: Yeah, this is a very, very good game of football. And uh look I think uh this shows, you know, where these two teams are at. this this is this was our uh, top notch as far as you know both both teams being you know, high up in standings at the moment. Uh yeah, look I, I look after uh I have to do say that you know perhaps you know Morton Bay were fortunate to escape Spencer Park with a point, given uh, a number of uh, calls in the second half and a number of close calls. But uh, look, that's a take away that they they did go toe to toe with him for a long time. A few a few injuries late in the um in the piece probably what what sort of led towards um towards. Bristol gain that, that equaliser through uh, young William Dent is only a second league game and comes up with a very, very important point. Uh, but yeah, look, uh, both teams, I think it, it's, a, it's, I guess it's a point of view of, look, you know, do you look at it as one point gained or two points lost? And I think that both teams you know, have probably got mixed feelings about in in the bigger picture. But certainly for, for this tonight alone, uh, this was a very, very good game of football.
3: I think it depends on which side of the spectrum you find yourself in. The 90-second minute, when a when a goal goes in, doesn't it? If you score the goal, you feel like you gained one. If you did, if you conceded, it, you felt like mm. you dropped two. But you're right. This was a a really good game, a really even game as well, wasn't it? Between these two sides, there's not there wasn't a lot between them over the course of 90 minutes. They both had their patches of play in the game. Morton Bay came back into the game really nicely after conceding the early goal, and Brisbane City, when they were chasing the game in the second half, were very impressive as well.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, both both teams sort of. They they had their chances, they had their moments, and uh, look at the end of the day, oh, to be to be perfectly honest, I I think that you know a on the balance of the game as well. While I did see feel Brisbane City did shaded, I think I think yeah, a draw was probably a, a fair result. Uh, both teams. Yeah, you know, they, they did. They attacked well. They they defended well. I think yeah, Morton Bay perhaps went got from about the 75th minute. They got a little bit conservative, you know, trying to hold on rather than so keep on pushing forward. The circumstances, well. Uh, you got to sense well. I think that's what sort of dictated a couple sort of injuries, especially uh, Declan Smith, who had a fantastic game anchoring the um, defence, and also uh, risking Jones also sort of limped off. So that's two big defenders that you know, that had to that had to come off, which probably altered the game the game as far as the game plan for Cam Miller. And uh, yeah, look at the end of the day, City were good enough to to um to get the point in in the end.
3: Yes, big in terms of their height and also their impact on that. Mm. Well, you're right, Declan Smith's done an outstanding leading that back line. You should also credit young William Dent as well. What a great moment for him to get a goal, of a very young player, and get his first goal in the NPL.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's what you want to see. Is that it's only a second. So he played... He played um... From what it looks like, uh, he made his debut against East uh, last week, that 4-0 win. Uh, play, played midweek in that massive win over Bristol Strikers in the capital Proceeds, which we'll, we'll speak about later on. But And also as well, uh, got played also 90, minute, 90 minutes uh, today in a back line you know, that features uh, Daniel Bowles and uh, Matt Jones. So he, he seems to be fitting in very, very nicely into into that uh, in that back three.
3: I mean, we'll get to the round for the Kappa Pro Series later on. As you mentioned, at first we'll hear from the assistant coach of Brisbane City, Luke Devere, and the head coach of Moreton Bay United, Cam Miller. We'll see what they had to say after the game 2 all draw tonight. We'll be back right after this. All right, we're talking about the assistant coach of Brisbane City, Luke Devere. Luke, 2 all draw here against Moreton Bay. Fort White a lot minute to get the equaliser. What are your thoughts on the, on the match?
2: Yeah, I think ultimately we're left wanting a little bit more. I think, um, like I said, two-all, but... Probably a little bit frustrated with the two goals we did concede and, and how we went about conceding them um, but thought for the large parts of that second half we, we pushed quite well and created a number of chances that we probably should have done better with yeah you
3: mentioned that you had one one goal disallowed had
2: hit the crossbar as well you really could have gone and got all three
3: points against what is the top two side at the most that so must be really pleasing for you to really compete with a team that's up there with you this year
2: yeah i think they've been uh, an impressive side this season they've played good football they're, they're nice and organized so um We knew we'd be in for a tough game today. and uh, Like you say, I think in the end, if we had to tighten things up a little bit and some key moments at the back uh, and just took our chances a little bit better, I think we would probably a bit disappointed we didn't go and get three points. Uh, Last
3: year, defensively, Bristol City really strong. This year, attacking-wise, seems a bit strong. Has that been a real focus this year to try and improve the attacking end of the pitch?
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think in in football, obviously, you need to score goals to win games. Um, So we've tried to focus on bringing some good quality players in. Uh, and, and try to get those players gelling together. Uh, we know we'll always score goals going forward and we're dangerous, but, um, yeah, we do want to try and shore things up a little bit more defensively as well.
3: It's funny you've got Redlands at home with people, Will that be the focus then shoring up things at the defensive end of the pitch?
2: Yeah, I think it's always uh, an important uh, aspect of our game and, and something we're continuing to work on. But, um, yeah, I think that's the focus is just continuing to build, continuing to, to improve.
3: Thanks for your time and good luck next week. Thank you. Roger, one of the Cam Miller, Cam 2-0 draw here. You came from a goal down. Looked like we're going to hold on and get all three points. Unfortunately, it's in it, Dan. What are your thoughts on the matchup as a whole?
1: Um, yeah, well, that was the plan second half to hold on. Um, look, we're very disappointed, obviously, to lose the game late. Like, you, you know, when you can concede in stoppage time, um, it hurts. Um, but re- reflecting on the whole game, we weren't good enough tonight to win. And I thought I thought City were the better team across the 90 minutes. And, you know, if you look at it from that perspective, it's, it's probably a good point for us away from home.
3: Is that the fine margins? In terms
1: of the way the league could go this year, those fine margins are holding on in a game that could be, could be um, important. So. Yeah, exactly, hundred percent. Because it's it's two points there, um, and you know it was tough for us. At the end two of our, our centre backs uh, go off injured, and we have to defend multiple corners with you know without those two boys on the pitch, which makes it hard. Um, but like I said, we weren't good enough across the ninety tonight. On
3: the post, there's two goals for Marquez Walters, two header goals. Oh, that's the one he's been working on the last yeah. few weeks? Or?
1: Um, we've been working, well, oh, not, not specifically, no. Um, but, but he, you know, Kez does a lot of work, extra work on his finishing. And it's, he, he's been doing it for since we started November now. He's, he's always doing extra work. And it's obviously showing um, his ability, yeah, like you said, score different types of goals, yeah. headers and, and goals running in behind and first-time finishes. He's, he's doing it all at the moment, which is great.
3: And it's finally got Raw at home next week. Always highly entertaining games, a lot of late goals. That you looking forward to in that matchup.
1: Yeah, the Roar are tough. I've watched them a few times this year. I think they're a very good side. Um, I think they're going to win a lot more games this year. So we know that's going to be a really challenging one for us next week. But yeah, you know, it's a chance for us to bounce back after tonight, and yeah, see how we go. Put just on the point. Good luck next week, thanks guys,
3: and thank you to Luke and Cam for their time out there at Imperial Corp Stadium tonight after their 2 draw draw between Brisbane City and Moreton Bay United. We'll move on to the rest of round round 9. Round 8, I beg your eight. pardon. Round 8 NPL men's competition, starting with the game we covered on Saturday night, up there at AJ Kelly Park, the first half of a double header at AJ Kelly Park, between Peninsula Power and Gold Coast Knights. This was a 4-1 win for Gold Coast Knights here. Adam Goals from Shelford, Dais, Tyson, Martin, Brad, Dimon, and Godfrey Debelli, Canceling out an early goal from Sam Cronin, we'll talk about potential Power in a moment, Adam, but from Gold Coast Knights' perspective here, to go a goal down at a ground where they don't have the best track record up there at AJ Kelly, but they've lost a lot of games up there over the last few years, to go a goal down and then come away from there with a 4-1 win, that's a very, very impressive performance on the road for Scott McDonald's side.
0: We did say that Gold Coast Knights was a sort of just bubbling just below the surface as far as you're on, on the radar. I think there's certainly sort of come out from that. Uh this this was, this was a this sort statement win. But uh, I think they'll say as well, the I think the most pleasing aspect for Gold Coast Knights is when the chances presented themselves, uh it, it was a case of they, they took their chances and uh and yeah, look, they they, they were lethal in in, uh, in front of goal when when sort of a couple of mistakes from um, potential power sort of were almost were almost gifted to them. So so yeah, look, uh, I think I think they'd be very very happy with that that win takes them takes them right up into second place on on the on the, uh, on the uh, standings. And uh, and yeah, look, uh, it's it, it, like I said, they they are really sort of you know menacing you know up the top. Up there as we thought they would be after after and after a slow start as well.
3: Absolutely, five five straight wins now for for Gold Coast Knights. Eleven games unbeaten after their loss on the opening day of the season. So they're certainly certainly kicking along very very nicely. And this this what game was in the balance in fairness. So midway through the second half, both sides had their opportunities. Then Gold Coast Knights made a couple of changes, brought on some really nice attacking talent. Um, Brad Inman and Godfrey Debelli, to name them. And they came on, and they made a massive impact in, in this game. Not just with the goals they scored, but their all-around play. They added a lot of energy to that Gold Coast Knights. There was almost a second wave of attack that good teams have that second wave that can bring key players off the bench and they get a result for them. And, and for the, for Scott McDonald and Gold Coast Knights, those two had, had a massive impact.
0: They, they did and, uh and so I'll come say I think the uh one play that deserves mention especially from, from the first of so 75 75 minutes I was like, sure for days, uh, has you know played incredibly well you now he, he's such a versatile player you know plays plays you know he played in that uh, right back role uh uh last night, but uh look he scored the first goal, a, a goal from, from distance, which you know he he also does have that bit of that a bit of attacking flair as well. But and also as well the assist that he laid on the interplay with him and Tyson yes. Martin, which got the goal head goal in the second half after, which I think was what broke the game open, and as you said, then it allowed Brad Inman and Godfrey belly to come in and then make their impacts later yeah. on. I thought that was a that was probably the play of the night um, between Deus and um, Tyson Martin, so I think certainly Deus was a very important player for um, Olympic, and I think it seems to be continuing on for Gold Coast Knights.
3: Absolutely, and you have to deal with Malachi, I love Samira down that, mm. that their right left, So he had a really important job to do defensively as well. I agree with you. Although he was probably the best player on the park shelf today with so what he brought to the table. And this is the first time we've seen knights in person and since round one. And they were pretty good that night in fence, weren't they? In terms of the way they played, a few things went against them and all the rest of it, but they look like they're really ticking along very nicely.
0: Yeah, I think that round one game, I don't I don't think it really gave a true indication where where they're at. Uh, Especially yeah, at the time, Gold Coast United as well. It seemed like a bit of a surprise, but we know since then, Gold Coast United have basically lived on top of, of the yard uh, standing. So uh, that 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 loss, I think, um, looks by form actually doesn't look too bad on, on the surface. But uh, but certainly they've got they've got the big game players. They've got a very very stiff defence. Like it's 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 one of it was probably up there in the best you know you know defences in the league next to their uh their dear neighbours uh down down the m1 so so yeah look it's no it's, i guess in a way it's no surprise it's just that i think now that it's clicking i think that you know, we can we can really see um them make some real sort of progress and if if gold coast united start to slip up uh they're like so they're gonna be there to pounce
3: yes gold coast teams dominating the top of the table in the men's competition we'll get to all of that but first, we'll hear from what the Gold Coast Nights coach Scott McDonald had to say after his side picked up a 4 1 win over Peninsula Power, We'll be back right after this. Alright, talking with the head coach of Gold Coast Knights, Scott McDonald. Scott, 4 1 winners over Peninsula Power. He's very happy with the side's performance. they coming
4: back from a goal down and then running away with it in the second half. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, when you come to Peninsula Power and you go a goal down, history tells you it's not easy for us to get back in that game. Yep. Um, but I think, you know, I think it was important that we scored, you know, early mm. on to get back in the game which we did and then from there obviously I thought we dominated the game from start to finish I don't I don't think Financial um, Power had any answers in the end um, trying to play off the counter which we've been accustomed to now in yep. terms of teams but uh, we'll just keep building and keep trying to improve I mean we're trying to build something here that, an understanding of how we want to play and I think finally now we're getting there. we've had uh, eight new players come through the door at least so it was always going to take a, a yep. bit of time to, to gel and momentum to come and you know it, it's not been the worst starts it could have been better but only one loss yep. we, we've dropped a few points here disappointingly but so much football as we played I mean we're around yep. seven this is round eight eight yep. there you go so you know no, thank you. Um, so plenty more football to come and the big games just keep coming and there's no easy yeah. games in this league yeah. now as it's been proven where you know you see where the league is at right yeah. now so
3: you mentioned that you're trying to build and you are five games which, which, which five straight wins unbeaten in 11 and as things kind of equal top of the table so despite maybe not the best decides to, to discover, you still do sit firmly in that top echelon of teams yeah um,
4: look we're carried away um, we believe in ourselves yep. we have a right to I said after or even before the final last year we were we were building something longer than just this game um, that was what i felt and what i wanted that uh, we want to be the team to beat and obviously lions is the, the team you always look at that have been superb for the last five six years and to aspire to and, and that's where we want to be going and where we want to be heading so I'm really looking forward to the game against them uh, next
3: week. You mentioned that game next week. It's a big game, obviously, at, at Lions Stadium. You had the me- measure of them last year. How important is it for you to continue that? This year, I was just about building a progression for you.
4: Look, yeah. okay. every game you want to win. I don't think it really matters who it is. But yeah, Lions are obviously the, the team that you always look at, that you know they're going to be there or thereabouts always. Yep. Um, brand new season so things change both teams change both, both shapes change different ideas it's totally new it's a new ball game you know so I don't take anything uh from last year too seriously you know um it was a wonderful result to start this campaign last year There coming from behind and um I'm really looking forward to it it's uh it's a great place to go and play football yeah. and um playing against Darren's teams it's always challenging and they're, they're a very good outfit
3: just fine I think that's Brad's first goal for your side you year how not players are him to get off the mark and now start to really get a part of the team
4: yeah absolutely I mean obviously the start he had wasn't ideal um, he's not played in a long time he got his first goal in the Cup of Cup yep. midweek which was great um, but his first NPL goal for us and um, yeah we're just building building now and uh, look we're very fortunate um, the squad that we have and you see the changes that come on um, arguably could play for any other NPL side and start every week so but I've got players that want to be here so, um, from my perspective and from the club's perspective, it's fantastic. So enjoyable to come in every day or every day when we're in and um, the challenge of it with all these top players that, that want to play. They all want to play and people at times aren't happy but we're proving how good a team we are in terms of not being happy but being able to support the team and uh, be ready when they come on which we've seen again, the two strikers come on and score goals because yeah. they're hungry and they want to play so it's great.
3: They want to play in are playing very well. Congratulations to the and Good luck. Thanks, mate. Thank you. That was a very happy Scott McDonald there, Adam, on Saturday evening up there at AJ Kelly Park. We have to talk about the home side now, and this is a situation that but they don't find themselves in this situation very often. In fact, I can't think of the time when after eight rounds in a season they found themselves at the bottom of the table. It's very bizarre, isn't it? And it's just small things going against them, isn't it? That's what I look at in terms of small mistakes they make are being punished more, more this year than they have been in the past. Is that the way you see it, or is there something else?
0: Look, I think the uh, the, the short. I think the short answer is is that in this in this game that look they were in it for seventy minutes. Uh, it, it took they a very a well nice... as well
3: a great first goal as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they 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 were in the game for seventy minutes, and like said, it took a very very nice bit bit of play. But as we said, between uh, Shelford Dias and Tyson Martin, who were menacing down that that right side, and they finally broke. But then after that, they made I think in their haste to try and equalise, they made a couple of mistakes, which were punished, and. Look, it, it, it almost feels like when luck is out, it's out. And it, on this night, it was really out because Gold Coast nights really made them pay. Look, long term is, uh, on the other hand, you know what? They're, they're bottom on the ladder after eight rounds, um, with, with only one win, and I think they 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 were pretty fortunate to even get out of that that win with from Underwood Park last week. Uh, so look, it. It, it is a big worry and to be honest i i don't know where they turn to them other than maybe hope just sort of you know, notes the grindstone and, and hoping that the luck turns because uh that they, they have got a good side this is this is what's so perplexing is that the team on paper is a very very good team it's just not it's just not for me. a lot of you know unlucky I, I don't know Maybe maybe the you know the football gods are almost sort of turned on in a way after after having many many years of success. And this is this is the adversity almost, and you know how they come out of this because um it just feels like they're not that far away. Yet they are light years away from where that where they want and where they should be.
3: Yeah, so I can't really add much more. So it's very very interesting time ahead for the pair. They're still in the Australia Cup. That might give them some hopes. They can get through there, maybe build some confidence through that. But the, the league for the moment is not anything that they're used to. We'll have to see if they can turn it around in the near future. Move on to the rest of the games in round eight of the NPL men's competition. And we'll start at the home of the defending premiers, Lions FC, where Rochdale Rose picked up a fantastic win Adam 3-1 over Lions. Goals from Harry Talbot, Sam Subutuara, and Mitch Roberts in the first half. Joe Duckworth on the score sheet for Lions. That's a terrific result for Rochdale, who during the week announced that Ross Davidson you're stepping down from the coaching of, at Rochdale,
0: yeah, it's um, look, look cr- congratulations, first of all, to Rochdale. Um, that was, that was big news. Uh, Ross Davidson is a favorite son of theirs, you know, a long time, you know, a legendary player for that club, and you know, let and led them uh, back to, I guess, to the promised land being the top flyer of the NPL, uh, last season for him to step down, I think, was it was a big uh. A big sort of seismic shift for them, but to come out and go to a place like Lions and get their first win of the season—that's only going to, you know, breed confidence. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I don't know if it's a case of this is the uh, the classic, you know, new new manager bounce back because uh, I think I think it must. I don't, I'm not sure who who uh, coached, it, whether it was just the assistants or or whatnot, but uh, yeah, look, that that's a big win. But I think conversely. A, you know, a second home loss uh, for for Lions in the last three games. Yeah, I just, like I said, I, I don't know where, what to make of it. It might be just one of those nights.
3: It's very well, could we haven't had a chance to look at it too closely, because I'm not sure what happened in terms of from a Lions perspective, but that's a terrific result for Rochelle. And I will say it's their second win of the season, although, Adam, I did tell you earlier, it was their first. But it is, for the record, their second win of the season, and a very, very impressive one. No, you, you
0: give me false information, are you? Uh,
3: apparently so.
0: <laughs> Moving on to the game games
3: played. Yep. played from the round. Uh, Brisbane Raw Academy, 5-0 winners over Eastern Suburbs on Saturday night up at AJ Kelly Park, Aaron Dempsey, Thomas Vottingham, Kirk, uh, Trent Millard and an own goal for for the Raw Academy. In this one, I saw a little bit of this game, Adam, and it looked like it was going to be one-way traffic and that's seemingly the way it was. A very nice win for for Owen Baker, the interim manager of the Brisbane Raw Academy.
0: Yeah, uh, look, uh, after, uh, they, I guess, you know, in the whole sort of uh, news about Chris Grossman shifting across to Olympic and you know, Royce Brownlee leaving uh, Olympic, there was, there was also a third party in this, and this is the, uh, this is the young Roar. And, uh, and obviously, look, we, we all know Owen Baker and Graham Fife and their, their pedigree in this game, but... And you know, Owen Baker's a coach, especially. And uh, look, we knew that we did, there wasn't much to worry about there. And uh, look, they they had a big win over East. Uh, and that's uh, but I think for for East, I think it's uh, nine, nine goals conceded in the league in the last two games, uh, with no goals scored. Uh, I think yeah, there might be um, a bit of concern at Heath Park about uh, about that.
3: They may very well be, although East have had results like this in the past and then bounce back to next week with a very strong force, I'm sure that's what they'll be looking to do next week. So maybe not too much panic, but not the best performance from Eastern Suburbs. Uh, Sunshine Coast Wanderers and Redlands United, that match has been postponed. will be caught up at a late date. So between the final game of the round was between Gold Coast United and Olympic FC. And it was a 2-0 win for the league-leading Gold Coast. Adam, goals from Nick Panetta and Mitch Nichols gave them a 2-0 win. Um, a result they played midweek in the process we'll get to that later on but this time around a two0 win for Gold Coast.
0: yeah they they keep on keeping on um, another clean sheet for them which i think that is just as important as as the win. But they remain uh top top of the league and uh, they, they are going on very nicely and uh, they've got some they've got some big games ahead. Uh, and a lot of their principal rivals as well have got some big games, so they they could potentially you know give give the rest of the their uh, rivals at the moment the slip and uh, and really sort of put pressure on them. So that's a, that's a that's a nice win for them.
3: It absolutely is, and they do sit top of the table on 20 points ahead of Morton Bay and Gold Coast Knights, level on 17. And Brisbane City ran out of the top four on 14 points ahead of Lions SC, also. On 14 points. Then it's Brisbane Roar Academy, 11. Sunshine Coast Wanderers, 11 with a game in hand. Redlands United, 7 points with a game in hand. East, 7. Rochdale, 6. Olympic, 4. And Peninsula Power also on 4. That is the standings after eight rounds of the MPL men's competition. We'll move sorry, on through. Sorry, Yes, just yes go ahead, Adam.
0: Um, yeah. just, just back on the Rochdale thing, I understand that Scott McNichols, was uh, is the interim coach of the moment? He was the assistant to Ross Davidson, and uh, I, I do believe he was he would was the man in charge, I guess. But if someone, if I'm wrong, um, obviously someone will tell us. But uh, that's but that's uh, what I hear that that he was that he obviously was the assistant, and you know, he he were taken over uh, the, the, the team for Saturday night's big win.
3: A great result for Rochdale at. At Lions Stadium. Speaking of Lions Stadium, we'll go move to the NPL Women's Round 11 and we'll start with the game at Lions Stadium. A 3 0 win for the home side over the Sunshine Coast Wanderers. Georgina oh sorry, beg your pardon, Tegan Riding, Rebecca Kirkup, and Zara Kruger on the score sheet there for Lions in that one. Adam and normal services resumed at Lions again, once again. Tegan Riding on the score sheet and Zara Kruger back in Lions goals for the first time. Great to see her back playing. In the NPL after her stint in the A League Women's competition,
0: yeah, they, they they put this game away uh, pretty early. They were three nil up after twenty five minutes against Benter uh, uh, Wanderers, and yeah, look, I think it's it's a it was a I guess a comprehensive win uh, on their part. Uh, I think the only thing that I did I did uh, catch. Uh, a bit, bit of the uh, interview with uh, Rob Askew post game. It come from um, from Lions social media. Thanks to our good mate Juddy over at um, at Lions, he does an exceptional job on good those uh, post games post game interviews for their socials. And uh, I did I did uh, I did hear that sort of, you know Rob Askew, I think was saying that you know it's still not the complete 90 minutes, which again is you know it's it's pretty scary that they're they're putting away games that easily. That easily and comprehensively, and yet there's still a bit to go, and I think they're going to need to find um you know that that next level because they've got some big games ahead of them peninsula power next week and uh then eastern suburbs the the week after so 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 yeah they, they're probably going to need to go up that that next level. they do have a bit of uh help as we discovered uh, on the team sheet on uh yesterday that uh won Jamila Rankin. Has uh, joined uh, Lions. She came off the bench or was named on the bench uh, yesterday in, in yesterday's game. So that is a very, very handy recruit for uh, for Lions going forward.
3: Very handy recruit to say at least. Have to wait and see how long it takes her to, to take her place in the starting lineup. But a very good signing for them. The other thing that was of interest from that game was young Emily Clark Adam in goal. We've seen her play in the Kappa Pro Series. I think this might be her first start in the league and a clean sheet for her. That's a great, great start to her life in the MPL.
0: Yeah, that's that's uh, she's yet to be bar beaten in her two senior games. So it'll be interesting to how long that that uh, that may continue. But uh, look uh, a great start. You know, she is a very, very a good prospect.
3: Absolutely is. We'll move on to the rest of the round 11 in the NPL women's competitions. We're starting at Heath Park, where Eastern Suburbs picked up a 3-0 win over South Carolina. goals from Georgina Amos, Sophie Pearson, and Lauren Askin on the score sheet Therefore, for East. A, a comfortable home win, and the, the best thing about this East side, Adam, is the amount of goal-scoring threats they have in their side, three of them on the score sheet last night, but they're not the only two players who can score. And I think that's the most important thing is they've got a lot of different weapons that can score goals to them as we've seen over the first three months of the season.
0: Absolutely. They're they're a um a very, very intriguing side because yeah, we we'll we're looking we'll try and look we'll talk about, you know off off air, about, you know, about baddies, about uh about sort of you know who who is their best player as far as you know, so far this season, and it, it is more of a team effort. Uh, you know, especially as well, you know, Sophie Person, obviously the captain. You know, she she is the she is the number nine, she is the the striker, and you expect her to you know, rack up the goals. But then you've got a player like a Maya Bruckner as well. That's that's uh, that's you know, well about a uh, Chantel Mugeri who can we know can score from long range, and even uh, a Kencho, who who who's also as well, who you know, is a very, very deep threat, you know, defensive threat in, in set pieces. So they have got plenty of weapons. And uh, look, I think that they're, they're, they're going to be one to watch that you know, if if there are cracks in the Lions dynasty, they may be one of two you know, major threats that could really sort of really make a name for themselves, especially, especially with the big showdown at, um, at Luxury Paint Stadium in two weeks' time.
3: And I assume the second threat you are referring to would be Peninsula Power. They picked up a 5-3 win away from home against Mitchelton in Sunday afternoon action. Three goals from Lani McDougall, one from Ava Blizzard and one from Bonnie Davies for Peninsula Power, two for Kelly Poofer and one for Keio Yamamuro for Mitchelton. They they are they are tracking along very, very nicely that Peninsula Power side, Adam. And Mitchelton, yet again, they're able to challenge and contend with these top Top four caliber sides, but not quite able to get the result against them as things stand.
0: Yeah, that that um, this game, potential power and Mitchellton, they they don't fail to entertain. I um, said that obviously they've got a uh, a big rivalry from FQPL Women's last season. Uh, both teams getting they're the grand grand final. Uh, you know combatants last season and both were promoted and it looks like in MPL they they are sort of you know, they're going at each other again you know in in a very very you know obviously a very sporting way and uh, yeah look Kelly Puffroy just keeps on scoring um, two Oh, I'd say excellent, excellent goals. But you know, then again, we actually you know, pretty much expect it these days from Cali. So um, yeah, but uh, yeah, look, Lanie McDougal getting, getting on the score sheet as well, and the body Davies as well. Like her, her. Um, I, I I saw the highlights of of their game. And her goal, mm-hmm. um, her her acceleration. It's just absolutely incredible um, the the way that she can sort of you know sort of go from a sort of you know a jog into a sprint. It makes her a very very dangerous striker. And look in my in my eyes, that you know two of the two the three best strikers in the league uh, were were in that game, and the other one uh, owns two hundred goals in the uh, in the in the league over her career. I don't I don't need to mention her name. I think we all know who that is. So yeah, look, uh, there's some. It's a very, very um, obvious score, paper. but as you said about Mitchelton, I think the only thing that they need right now is they need a big win against a top team, and at the moment they just seem to be, you know, just, just second best as far as defensively. Yeah. I think that's a that's a bit of an issue. They're,
3: they're knocking on the door, not quite able to get that win. Hopefully they get it from their perspective over the next couple of weeks, and that is a, a bit of revenge there for Peninsula Power after Mitchelton beat them in the FQPL 1. Grand final last year. The final game of the round was played out at Meakin Park. It was a 4 1 win for the QAS over Kapalabar. Two goals from Tully Heatley, Daisy Brown, and Violet McKee on the score sheet for the home side QAS. Brittany Lasek got a goal back for Kapalabar, but that's a very nice win for the, for the young QAS. Like we're getting back to full strength after a few players are away on international duty. But for Kapalabar, they find themselves now well and truly in the in the bottom two. And for a side which have been in and around the top four for the last number of years, yes, it's close, and there's a number of teams will go to the table, and there's a number of teams that find themselves in that area of the table. But again, they're not used to finding themselves in that area and probably would have thought they might get something out of this game today.
0: They, they did win very well in the first meeting at uh, at Max Haines, uh Field in in uh, round two uh, last uh in the early the season. So for QAS to turn around four one in, I guess the second meeting as well, it first shows that yeah QAS has probably got a little bit of upsides there. Congratulations to Liz Doherty and Osaka Sernak as well. They're obviously keeping things going at a high stand as what Adam Pangeli was before he, uh, he left for the, for um, the AIS, I believe, or for football Australia's um, development program. Um, so, so yeah, we uh, yeah, I think get yeah, QAS. Yeah, look, you, you never know what you can get with them. Uh, with Capalaba, I think yeah, they they need to they need to start sort of finding wins with reforms. The They've got a young team. Uh, sometimes it doesn't always go their way, but so uh, those experienced players the team need to reach a step up because the last thing they want is being in a situation where that they may be fighting for survival.
3: Absolutely. Well, I, again, there's a lot of teams in that, in that around that area of the table, but at the moment it is Capalaba. In the drop zone, go to the table now. Lions sit top of the table on 28 points. Two points good of eastern suburbs on 26. And Spininsula Power 25. Gold Coast United, who had their game against Olympic postponed until later on in the week. So they will play later this week. Gold Coast don't have a game in hand in fourth on 20 points. And Mitchelton 12. QAS 10. Then you have Sunshine Coast, South, and Capalaba all tied together on nine points than his Olympic running at the bottom of the table on four points with a game in hand so there is a bunch of teams very very closely tied together there in the mid pack in the MPL women's Adam
0: yeah I know I know you like you hate me reminding everyone about that but uh just remember with uh MPL women's QAS are exempt from relegations so uh they're, they're a non-factor so those three teams are nine points and there's some heavyweight clubs in South and uh South and Kapalibar especially uh I think they they need to just uh, be careful that they don't let the season get away from also with South as well they did they did um they did do some recruiting over the last week. Uh, they added Tamar Levin and De uh, Debern to their team, as well as Jet Walk- Just Watkins, who comes back from the UK. So it'll be interesting to see how they go once those players settle into the, into the side. Because I think that might be, you know, for South, that might be there might be some very very important signs. We know certainly about Tamar Levin and De Debern, both very very high prospects. Play, you know, are, you know certainly definitely in the in, you know the raw uh, you know A-League women's program so look you expect them to sort of, you know to be able to you know assist South and you know at least getting you know you know at least northwards on the standings
3: absolutely some very nice recruitment there from South United and by the way I only take issue with talking about last year's situation with the raw and Logan <laughs> this year with QAS you can continue talking about it for now we'll move on yeah. to the FQPL competitions, and in the interest of time with Pro Series games to go through later on. We will go through these pretty quickly, and we'll go through the results over the weekend in round eight of the FQPL 1 men's competition, first of all. Caboolture 3, Capalabar 3, Surface Parrots Apollo 4, Mitchelton nil, Brisbane Strikers 2, Sunshine Coast Fire 1, Wynnum Wolves 2, Albany Creek 1, Southside Eagles 5, Southwest Queensland Thunder nil and Logan for Western Pride two, very quickly. What for you there stands out as the biggest storyline of the weekend in the FQPL one? Uh
0: look, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the top end of the table and say Wolves continue to go a big win over Albany Creek. Uh, that they, they they sit firmly on top of uh, FQPL one now with that win uh, and. Look, they—they're voted. They—they—they're they're, they're making a real believer out me, as far as you know. They—they they certainly know are a team that you know that look legitimately look like that they may be headed towards MPL uh, this season. There is one also as well. I just want to point out one player as well, Luke Broderick. For Brisbane Strikers, he is having a tremendous season for them. He, if if, if we we're giving our awards for you know, MVP so far for in the uh, FQPL one, Luke Broderick wins it hands down for me. He he's been exceptional for Brisbane Strikers. Uh I think you know he needs a few of his teammates sort of you know, to really sort of go with him. And and I, I think strikers might, you know, really sort of, you know, start moving forward.
3: He's had a terrific season so far, Luke Broderick. So you've taken the top end of town. You've left me to be the bad guy and focus on the other <laughs> end of the table. It was a clash between the bottom two of the round going in between Southside Eagles and Southwest Queensland Thunder, who we both thought were going to go very, very nicely this year. I'm not sure what the situation is with, with Southwest Queensland Thunder. It's a bit like Peninsula Power. The side they have is a very, very good team. We've seen this team in the semi-finals of the FQPL for the last three seasons. We've seen... In two of the last three grand finals in fact so their start to the season is very very surprising and i'm sure they'll turn around at some point but to be eight games in and not no wins to their credit so far that is a very interesting situation i found that to be very interesting over the course of the weekend looking at the table now in fqpo one winnables at the top of the table on 18 points and a surface paradise on 16 logan 15 albany creek rounding out the top four on 14 and it's brisbane strikers 14. Caboolture on nine. Kapalabar, nine. Western Pride, eight. Southside Eagles, seven. Sunshine Coast Fire, six. Mitchelton, six. And Southwest Queensland Thunder on five. We'll jump to FQPL1 Women's now. Adam, the results over the weekend. Rabina three. Southwest Queensland Thunder, three. Western Pride, one. Logan Lightning, three. Moreton Bay United, three. Broadbeach United 3 and a game which you caught a fair bit off this afternoon Bru- Brisbane City 9 Virginia United 1 do you want to talk us through that one <laughs>
0: Yeah, um while well, I was scoffing down one of uh, Brisbane City's beautiful uh pizzas, highly recommend it if you want to check out my socials. <laughs> my personal well, socials. Or you can get the, down huh? to
3: Imperial Corp Stadium and get to, get one of the fire pizzas for yourself. Oh yeah.
0: But uh yeah, uh Master Chef plug aside, uh look uh look this Brisbane City team, they are they are awesome as far as you know their their stature in this league. Um yeah, they like but Virginia had just no match for them. They they look it was almost it was women versus girls, really. And uh, I, I don't know if that's a, a literal interpretation of that, but um look too too fast, too strong, too skillful, too good. Um uh it's uh yeah, good to see uh uh Steph uh, Latham now fifteen goals in six games. Um that, that is exceptional. Record. She had another four today. Uh, yeah, and also uh, a hat trick for the Waddingham family. With uh, obviously with uh, Thomas uh, Waddingham scoring for uh, for uh, Young Raw in the NPL. Uh, his his uh, sister Molly scoring a double for Brisbane City. So. Amongst uh, others, actually, Hummels also as well with a brace, and George Thompson as well in that 9-1 win for Brisbane uh, City. Yeah, look, I think it's a matter of when. As far as they wrap it all up, I, I certainly think that they're going to be they're going to be a threat in any competition, including the Capital Women's Super Cup, which they got a nice draw in that. And uh, look, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if they ended up you know in the final of that.
3: We'll see if they can do that over the next coming months. I will say also, Seth Latham, 15 goals, also her fourth hat trick in six games as well. So she's in very, very fine goal scoring form. We'll look at the table now in the FQPL1 Women's competition in Brisbane City. Unsurprisingly, sit at the top of the table on 18 points ahead of Southwest Queensland Thunder 13, Rabina 11, Virginia 9, Broadbeach 8, Logan Lightning 6, Western Pride 3, and Morton Bay United But their first point of the season on. 1. We'll move on to FQPL 2 here now. Adam, in the men's side, first of all. If I can find the results in front of me, there they are. South United 3, Itchwich Knights 1. Sanford 4, Turinga Rovers 0. Grange Thistle 3, Magic United 2. North Lakes 2, Maroichi 1. Holland Park 4, North Lakes 1. And Broadbeach United 3, St George Willowong 1. It's fair to say the final game there, Adam, first Versus second is the one that caught most people's attention this weekend, and Broadbeach United look like they are very much going to continue on in the fine tradition of Gold Coast teams in the FQPL2, motoring their way towards some silverware, because they are looking very, very strong at the moment.
0: Yeah, this this was a uh, almost a defining game in that competition where you have the top two teams, who the top those top two teams have been dominant, and they finally met each other, and it, in the, their first meeting, uh, Broadbeach uh, way too good, and uh, yeah, I again I don't think they're they're as you know short price favorites if they were as Brisbane City are in FQPL One women's, but uh look I think Broadbeach uh, they they look set yeah. to uh yeah as you said join some illustrious uh, Gold Coast Ghost uh, Team Company, and uh, definitely, I think promotion, I think, is on. Whether they can, you know, win win the double you know, as far as trophies go. Look, I think that's on them at the moment. I think uh, it's it's almost there to lose because uh, mm. they they were too good for St George Willowong. Who they're a decent team themselves, uh, plenty of experience in that side. But uh, it looks like Broadbeach might be at that next level.
3: It most certainly does. It'll be, it'll be an interesting race to see who can wrap up the um, Premiership first between Broadbeach and FQPL2 and Brisbane City and MPL in and FQPL1 Women's because both are heading along in that track as things go. go through the table now in FQPL2 on the men's side. Broadbeach currently sits top on 24 points and George Willowong 6 points back on 18 and it's Holland Park 16. Grain Sissel 15 rounding out the top four. Then it is Sanford 13, Magic 10, Turinga 10, North Star and Ipswich both on eight, North Lake seven, South six, and Maroochydore. Swans rounding out the table on five. FQPL two very quickly. Adam Annerley four, Mount Gravatt Hawks two, N- North Lakes two, North Brisbane nil, UQ five, Gap nil, Green Sissel five, Pine Hills one, and Ipswich Knights two. Caboolture won, and much like in FQPL two, on the men's side, the top two played each other, and North Lakes come away with a 2 0 win. It looks like they are are very much the best team in this competition, as things stand.
0: Yeah, it, it looks like yeah, North Lakes they're 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 winning, they're uh, winning non-stop. Whereas the other, their sort of their principal rivals, uh, they they keep on beating each other, and uh, in that circumstance generally. Sp- Generally speaking, there it looks like it's a one dominant team in town. That's that's North Lakes United. So uh look, it's no surprise in a way that as as the merge, even though they're a merge entity, uh that you know they they were they, they were supposed to be promoted uh into FQPL one uh from, by by way of their performance in FQPL Women's Two last year, but uh obviously they, they chose to stay in it in in uh um, in uh, FQPL 2, and uh, look, it seems to be same, same, same results. So I don't know if they can continue that way, because I think they are. I think they're going to they have to sort of go up at some point. But uh, but yeah, look, I don't think it's really that much of a surprise. I think uh, most most people understand this league. You know, we're again, as I keep on saying, we're still learning about uh, FQPL Women's Two and the lay of the land there. But I think it's become very, very apparent that this North Lakes team is probably the best of a lot. From, from what we've seen.
3: Absolutely. They've recruited well and they're off to a very good start. They sit top of the table on 18 points. Five points clear of Ipswich 9 to move into second place. North Brisbane in third on 11. Top back on 10. Then it's Caboolture 9. UQ and Grange on 8. Annaly 7. Gap 1 and Pine Hills yet to get off the mark. That is the league action wrapped up, Adam. We will now go through some of the Kappa Pro Series results over the week, midweek. And, we covered a couple of games on our social media platforms, you want will talk us through those very quickly.
0: Ah, uh, yes, uh, the F Cap, yeah, Capper Pro Series, uh, round four. Uh, we did we did cover two games uh, on Tuesday night on ANZAC on anzac day evening uh we covered morton bay and service paradise apollo down at uh, the croatian sports center and it was a 4-1 win to morton bay with uh with service Paradise Apollo actually scoring first through joel russell uh one, one of their youngsters who who sort of got got a senior start but uh from from uh from there, uh, a late a late stop time goal to Jeremy Stewart, uh, who end up being actually getting a hat trick uh, in in a four uh, one win for Morton Bay Nine. They are the first team through to semi finals uh, as they're the only team to have they are four from four, so they they they're through the semi finals. In the other game we covered on. Um, for the for this round was on the Wednesday night a one-all draw between Olympic and Gold Coast night at Meekin Park. Uh, Daniel Leck uh, equalising Jared Kyle's uh, first first half goal, and that game pretty much um, pretty much fizzled out a stalemate after that. So so it does keep Olympic uh, in pole position ahead of Gold Coast United in our pool C, uh, which means Olympic only need a draw at Caboolture to um to advance the semi-finals. Um, a, a, we, we get confirmation that it is the only the top team that goes through to the semifinals. Personally I think it's uh, I think I'm not not uh I'm trying to be diplomatic about this because, uh, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that format. I think that when you – I have four, rewarding four teams out of 24. I think it does make a lot of games that last round meaningless. I look, I, I think that you're starting to see a pattern where a lot of teams are now really using this as, you know, let, let's plot some youngsters. And that's – for a competition like this where there is sort of there is a trophy on the line – it's probably not the best look. So I think uh, football Queensland probably need if to review their that ver- this uh, competition very soon and sort of at least how the, how they um how the sort of the competition structure goes because yeah, I think uh, otherwise this format can get very old very, very quickly with the clubs if this continues with this you know top team only in a group of six goes through.
3: Yeah, there's certainly a couple of games where there's a fair few under twenty three names popping up. On the score sheet, great experience for those young players to get their chance. Although it fits against other 23s players, it's a, it's a bit of a wash. But it's good to get that opportunity. Some good performances over over match day four of the Kappa Pro Series. Ginjiro Chiba with four goals for Brisbane City. Marek Madley with a hat trick for Rochdale, as you mentioned. Jeremy Stewart with a hat trick for Moreton Bay in their win over over Surf's Paradise. And young Ivan Aussie got, got himself a brace. For Lions. He's probably one of the biggest beneficiaries of this competition. I know he got his start in the game we saw in the NPL against Brisbane City in the Classico, but he's really filling that hole for Lions in that attacking area, playing a very similar role to Alex Fechner played last year. He's stepping in, doing a great job in that position, not just in the league, but also in the cup.
0: Yeah, look, uh, Ivan Ozzy, I think of, of the young players that's sort of coming through. He, he's probably the one that's probably made the most impact. I think, mind you, uh, William Den keeps on going how he's going. He may he may join him as far as the young sort of you know the rising star sort of in the MPL as it were. Uh, but yeah, look, I've been very impressed with uh, Ivan Ozzy. You know, we've seen him in big games as well. Uh, you know, he he, ha- he even may he may not be. Has scored in every game, he is really sort of contributing, and he looks like he looks like a part of that, um, that, that Lions machine. So, um, so yeah, look, uh, we 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 do sort of you know see see, uh, you know, some young Lions players come through. Noah Clay, which is Novak Clay, which is another one who got on the score sheet as well. Another one that's uh, the very, very highly um, rated prospect. For, for lions or he got on the score sheet. And, uh, also in that game that, uh, Finn Beekhurst after 400 days out, um, through injury, he got injured in the first game against Gold Coast Knights last season, made his return in the league, uh, against, uh, who was that game against, um, who have we covered? Oops. Sorry. sorry oh, yeah. Versus Olympic. Those, versus Olympic. Yes. Um, yeah, he, he came on that game and, uh, yeah, but he got on the score sheet against Wolves on um, on uh, Wednesday night.
3: I've seen a 7-1 win there for Lions. If you're looking for all of the results from match day for the Kappa Pro Series they are available on our social media platforms, I won't read them all out for you given most of them were almost a week ago, but we will go through the tables with one round to play in the Kappa Pro Series. And as you mentioned, Adam, Morton Bay are the only side to secure a semi-final berth at the moment. They are... Through from Group A on 12 points ahead of Surface Paradise on seven, Peninsula Power four, Wanderers four, Sunshine Coast Fire three, Logan one. In Group B, Gold Coast Knights currently sit top of the table on 10 points ahead of Western Pride nine, Brisbane Roar Academy on seven. Those three sides could still find themselves in the semi finals. And Brisbane City six, Albany Creek three, and Brisbane Strikers zero uh, will not be progressing to the semi finals. Group C Olympic on 10, Gold Coast 8, Rochdale 7, all still alive in Group C. Mitchelton 2, oh, sorry, Capalabar 4, Mitchelton 2 and, and Caboolture 1 are eliminated from the competition. Group D sees Lions on 9, Southside Eagles and Roch- and Redlands both on 7 with a chance to progress still. East 5, Southside Twins and Thunder 3 and Wynnum Wolves 2. Very quickly, Adam, of the groups that are alive, B, C and D, what are you keeping an eye on, on the final round of the competition in a few weeks' time?
0: Uh look, I think I think Group C is probably the one. Um can, can Olympic hold on uh or no can can they get the job done against Caboolture up at Caboolture. Uh while while uh, Gold Coast United go to Mitchelton, uh, I do believe, which uh and then yeah, which obviously both uh, both their opponents have not got much to play for. So you know, I think it'll be a straight shootout. So Olympic probably will need to get will have advantage, and if they can get the job done, they'll get through. Group D is very very close. I, I expect Lions probably to get through. Um
3: They travel to Southside Eagles just, in the final round, don't they?
0: Yeah, but uh, look, Memorial Park may have some may have some say about it it's not the easiest place to go to but look I, I expect that you know, Lions will probably get the job done so I I think yeah it's a case it's a case of uh teams do what they the teams that are on top of the ladder do what they're supposed to do uh I I think that you know Lions uh, Lions Olympic and and uh, Gold Coast Knights will probably join Moreton Bay in the last four
3: Well, Redlands will be hoping for a draw between Lions and South Eagles and that they can get a win and hopefully get gold in their favour. It's a long shot for Redlands, but they are also alive. But that does wrap up our action this week on the show. Adam, before we go, you wanted a special shout-out in particular for one young Gold Coast player who's making waves on the international stage this week?
0: Yeah, uh, Shelby McMahon. um, Obviously... From Gold Coast Knights uh, and and also as well at QIS, uh, she had the uh, distinction of captaining her country in the Young Matildas' three nil win over Chinese Taipei at the uh, Under seventeen women's asian cup qualifiers uh she also scored a goal in their in their 11 nil win over mongolia and nicely taken goals as well from the uh heights as well so she certainly is a player we, we though, those are on the gold coast definitely know uh, the potential she 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 could be a, absolutely a superstar. And um looking we're we're starting we're starting to see now, but you now I guess there is there is no greater honor than captain in country. So congratulations to mm-hmm. to Shelby and everyone that's been involved in her developing last few years and uh, Look, it's great to see six Queenslanders uh, in in that young Matildas team, coached by uh, Queensland's own Ray Dower. So, um, and look, there's some there's some really really good players in the side, not just from Queensland. So, I think you know, obviously as well, it's important with the Women's World Cup coming up that this is the gen- this under-17s group is probably the, the generation that you know that will follow the golden generation. There's obviously a class ahead of them. But you know, obviously, the gap between the World Cup and the Olympics in 2032. You'll be looking at these sort of players and these sort of names that you know could potentially go on and be future Matildas, and that's what we that's what we all hope. You know, we've we've had as many as 13 Queenslanders in that Matilda squad, um, and long may it continue. And Scott Stream of the Republic of Queensland national team.
3: We're getting closer. We're getting closer to taking over the full national team. We could almost feel it our own, as you, as you point out. And the Australian team has got the job done. They will continue their qualification later in the year. Continue on, Adam, with your performance of the week. What do you got for us this week? Uh,
0: look, there's um, <laughs> plenty of players. Uh, the guy got bagged fulls of goals in both their uh, cup competitions and in the league. But, look, I just can't go past Steph Latham. Um, look, She's, she's uh, obviously... She's been a great player for a very, very long time. I think, I guess in honour of, of her being in the the first, being this uh, was uh, A-League Women's Grand Final day, um, and in honour of her being in the first inaugural release squad for the Brisbane Royal that won the first Grand Final, uh, I'll, I'll give her uh, my performer of the week, but there are plenty of honourable mentions, probably too many for me to say, including whoever you've picked.
3: Yeah, I won't comment on the A-League Grand Finals. We might talk about that on our midweek show later on. But for my performer of the week is Joel Russell from Surface Paradise Apollo scored, as you mentioned in the pro series. Got himself a hat trick last night for Mitchison on his starting debut for Surface Paradise. So he's making a very, very nice start to life in the FQPL for Surface Paradise. And he's my performer of the week this week.
0: Yeah, no, he's um he's certainly a, a young player that uh is Yeah, has sort of obviously earned his way into that squad that that's uh there's some very very good young players uh in that in that surface paradise system um they, they 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 were a very very dominant force in uh in what we now what was was now known as fq south south coast and the juniors i know that there was a legendary team of juniors, and I'm pretty sure Joel Russell was part of that that team. So um, yeah, look, yeah, you know, we know we know they've got some uh, great players playing at the moment, but it's good to actually see some young players also breaking through. And he's he's one that seems like a very very decent prospect.
3: Absolutely. Well, this show's nearly gone for about an hour, so we'll wrap <laughs> it up here, Adam. Thanks for joining me once again.
0: Yep. Thank you, and good night.
3: We'll be back next week to recap all the action in the MPL and FQPL. We'll talk to you all then.